Three, two, one. Are you ready, kids? Aye, 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 aye captain. captain. I can't hear you. Aye, 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 aye captain. captain. Oh, who stars in a podcast <laughs> with lots of dank memes? Sar, Don, eh, cast. A horse and a Brit and a closet furry. Sar, Don, eh, cast. If talking about movies is something you wish. Sar, Don, eh, cast. Then swallow some Jenkum and fuck like a fish. Sar, Don, oh eh, ready? Sardonic cast, sardonic cast, sardonic cast, sardonic cast. That was the cringiest shit ever. I love that. That's what I mean. That's what I aim to be in my life. Yeah, and it's in a good way. I mean, like a compliment. Yeah. Hey, everybody. I'm Adam from Your Movie Sucks. This is Sardonic Cast. Alex, hello. <laughs> Speechless, um, I see. I'm Alex from I Hate Everything. Yeah, I'm flawed. I'm Ralph from YouTube.com slash Ralph the Movie Maker. Perfect. Okay. How are we all doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> now that that's out of my system. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have I've got something important I need to tell you guys. I'm yes. huge. Yeah? I'm, I'm holding something. Um, can you guys guess what I'm holding? Your dick. Disgusting. Get oh, your mind out of my gutter. Le- that's on my left hand. <laughs> okay. Um, no, today I was going through a supermarket and I saw something that caught my eye. A, a, a bright blue drink um, <laughs> with a big G on it called Gatorade. Oh, I it exists. In the, like, in the American sort of import part of this oh, one supermarket I was in. That's so great. So I found it and I, I, I had to buy it. Um, yeah. And I haven't tasted it, and I wanted to taste it right now so I could tell you guys okay. what I think. Like, cool. yeah, there has so to be some like sort of equivalency. For you guys. I can't believe that there's, like, no such thing as... There has to be some sort <laughs> I had of a look. sports I've, drink. I've, I've had a look around where I live. Uh, some people are saying, apparently, they do sell it in some places, but I'd never seen it before. Like, um, no no Powerade, no, you know, like no equivalency of some sort? There's other... There's... What's it called? There's some Scottish one that I hate. Okay. That I couldn't find anywhere. But you hate everything. Um, I just had a sip. It's blue, so I guess it's grape flavor. Um, it's what? I n- normally avoid blue liquids. What? What do you mean what? <laughs> it's blue, so it must be grape. Or did you read it and it says grape? <laughs> yeah. Grape is purple. No. It does. Uh, what? R- isn't that like an American thing? Like blue things are grape. No. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say blue, like blueberry. Yeah, like if it's a blueberry. Usually, if it's blue and it's a sports drink, it's gonna be like blue raspberry or something like that, or maybe like. Really, I'm trying to remember the blue flavor. Flavors, a lot of different colors. I don't know. Grapes are purple or white. This one's grape. (laughs) Or red. Alex, do you like it? Uh, I guess they're green too. It's all right, I guess. Yeah, it's all right. Do you feel those electrolytes? All over America, I hate it. It's really sugary, though. Oh, yeah. Holy yeah, shit. it's just sugar water. I'd rather just drink normal water. What's wrong with that? It's healthy. It's not, like, my live review. as sugary as a soda. I don't think. Oh, of course not, but... You know, there's some there's some stuff there. It's got 30 grams of sugar in it. That's that's, that's like a daily amount of sugar in one, one drink. Well, sorry. Oh, well. Sorry for ruining your diet. Do you feel more energized now? <clears throat> I do. I'm gonna I'm gonna be hyped. I'm gonna be hyped, and if it has caffeine in, I'm gonna be extra hyped. Speaking of episode, hype, so. there's a trailer for Toy Story 4. <laughs> it's a teaser. Yes. Aren't you hyped? Oh hell yeah. Nope. I don't 
<laughs> Why are they making it? <laughs> they're making it because they're Pixar and they just make sequels now. And money. Yeah, Cash grabs. Such a shame. Yeah. At least I was alive during like the golden age. I mean, like it's not even the same people anymore, you know? It's like they've they've swapped yeah. so many employees back and forth between Pixar and and like Disney animation. It's mm-hmm. just it, didn't, it's didn't not. Did John Lasseter get booted off of Pixar because some allegations? I think something maybe like something like that. Yeah. Do you remember back in the day when um the it was the whole well, we only made Toy Story two because we had an awesome idea for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when they made movies because they wanted to make them, and now that's like it's like the complete opposite. In the promotional material for Wally, um, the trailers that they had for Wally, they would play oh, yeah. this ad where they told the story of Pixar, and it was like we just sat down at a diner and we we came up with all these ideas, and they listed through all of the movies that they'd made previously, like Talking Car and Bug and Toys, and and the last one is Wally, and that's how they marketed the film, which inadvertently implies that every idea after that is not one of their original ideas and is, you know, just just a, an afterthought. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> Any bullshit they can come yeah. up with. It's just like, ah, uh, what do we do now? Bra- Brave is like the ultimate, like, uh, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, Princess I forgot that existed. Yeah, everyone forgot that existed. I thought their, uh, their low point was that dinosaur The one. good dinosaur. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. That was awful. No, I didn't even see that it one. Was so That's how bad, bad it was. It was, like, <laughs> it was genuinely really bad. Like, yeah. yeah. Not just mediocre, it was things. really bad. And that was the same year as Inside Out, which is like I'm not saying it's up, you know, with their old movies, but it was at least original and and somewhat interesting. Was it the same year? Totally cared. Yeah, I think so. And Good Dinosaur was like later that year. Coco was all right. And Coco was good too. It was all right. Yeah, I yeah, like Coco a lot. Finding Dory was and cancer. the animation's always great. <laughs> um, what else? Cars three Cars, was a masterpiece. Uh, two and three. Yeah. Yeah, Monsters University, really, really dark. Incredibles 2. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's another one. They're like, oh, we're not going to come up with uh, an Incredibles 2 until we have a really good idea. And what they come up with after 10 years? Jesus, stay at home, dad. And that's it. <laughs> it's just marketing bullshit, though, isn't <laughs> that's it? That's all they came up with. Parenting is the real superpower. We're heroes yeah. in our own way. Oh, God. Jack Jack fights a raccoon. Mm. Nice. Got it took you 10 years to come up with that. <laughs> yep. You know how long people were waiting? Oh, Ten my years. God. 10 years. <laughs> right? Just about. Yeah, around there. Yeah, it was. Yeah. the first one come out? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, we were like kids when Incredibles 1 came out. Yeah. They they released the, the teaser for Toy Story 4. It looks super gay. And recently <laughs> they released another teaser. I don't know if you guys saw it. I did I felt like you didn't really need to see it that this would just be a surprise if you haven't but they have two new characters played by key and peel and that's how they're that's how they're uh marketing the movie now is that key and peel are in toy story key and peel are in (laughs) yeah but they used to market on like market them on just being good movies yeah remember the point in time where you could have like an all-star cast but you didn't need to put them on the poster and you didn't need to shove them in the trailers and be like, Whoopi Goldberg plays mm-hmm. Shenzi, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, you didn't, you didn't need to do that That's at a certain point in time. Now, like, it's a spoon, isn't it? Or something. Is that, the is that the main character? What's happening? What, what, are they doing the same story? I think it's a major new character, right? 
major character. It's an introduced character, just like Key and Peele. Who knows what's happening? It might not be Woody's story. I don't know. The blurb on the like IMDb page says, when a new toy called Forky joins Woody and the gang, a road trip alongside old and new friends reveals how big the world can be for a toy. So it's a road trip again? Oh, yeah. I feel like this might be uh, yeah. like the Force Awakens of Toy Story. Well, like a soft reboot? Yeah, I think that's oh, might, God, that might be what they're gonna, going is for. That, just gonna... <laughs> that would be funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, that's probably what they're doing, honestly. Who knows? I don't know. Either way, it's going to be filled with nostalgia bait. Guaranteed. Yeah. That's what well, Pixar rides on now. But aren't people sick of it now? Like, even I'm sick of it. And I suck Pixar's dick, and even I'm sick of it. Hmm. No, I don't think people are, are they? Well, that, that trailer has a lot of views and a lot of likes. Yeah, because everyone loves Toy Story. Cause everyone's... But everyone was happy with how Toy Story ended. Like, so many people were like, wow, the third one was great, and I'm very satisfied well, with it. And, mm-hmm. like, Toy Story... I know you don't like it, Adam. We could talk about that. But, like, most people were <laughs> satisfied with it. And, like, okay, that was a good way to end the end the trilogy. And now I get to put my childhood to rest and, and move on with my life. And now we just fucking dredge up the same shit. 10 years later, because Hollywood can't make money anymore. They don't know how to make money. So any fucking property they have. It's too valuable of an IP, isn't it? You know who wasn't happy with the ending? Who? You? Pixar, apparently. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they didn't make enough money. Yeah. They didn't want it uh, to end there. Yeah, yeah it's, not that they didn't, it's not that they didn't make enough money. It's that they didn't make all the money. Yeah. And aren't keeping now the ending means nothing it has to to keep going it has to keep going for 200 years we have to make toy story movies for hundreds of years Mm. until there's no people left to see it we need a (laughs) prequel we need Mm -hmm. to explain how this all happened oh please a toy story prequel can you imagine that'd be funny you yeah it's possible it's probably gonna happen it is it's totally possible and you get (laughs) to see like woody and buzz as fucking kids even though it makes no sense because they're made of plastic. <laughs> like, that's what they do now. It's so sad. They, I haven't seen, like, a good original movie in a theater from, like, a big Hollywood studio in, like, I can't even remember how long, you know? Blade Runner 2049 was, like, a Sony. Yeah, that know? was a year ago, and no one saw that. <laughs> that didn't make its money back because it was good. <laughs> how would you guys feel about, um, instead of soft-rebooting them, if they went in and sort of literally remade some of the scenes like from the original Toy Story. So like an HD remaster? Sort of, yeah. <laughs> would, would that not be preferable over like a prequel or something? You know what? Just... That, I'd actually like that idea. Yeah, I wouldn't they have, be They probably have all the files, that. right? Yeah, just add yeah, new textures. Yeah, like if you can, yeah, they if do you can that point at anything, games. yeah, if you can point at anything about the original Toy Stories, it's just slightly dated, I guess, yeah. in terms yeah. of the... The CG, that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. The toys look real, but the humans look like toys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it fit really well. That's why they picked toys. Yeah, that's why they chose to do animation on toys is because they have very simple textures. Mm-hmm. And back with the mm-hmm. limitations of computer animation at the time, it was like, wow, this actually looks real. It's like understanding your limitations, and that's why it was so smart. Yeah, yeah. But it could also go horribly wrong, and they could start adding things to the movie to make it worse, like George Lucas did. I mean, this is what George Lucas pitched, right? With the remaster of Star Wars. Like, oh, I'm just going to take all the effects and make them better and modernize them. And you're like, oh, cool. And then the movies suck. <laughs> They're way worse than they were. 
because of that. I guess. Did you know that Toy Story 2 almost got accidentally deleted? And that the only oh, reason yeah. that, that they were able to finish the movie is because they were able to copy the files from somebody who just took some of the work home with them. Like one employee, really? there was like one copy yeah. left and they almost lost like the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. That would have been fucking hilarious. That would have been a disaster. Jesus. Who knows if they, it would have gotten yeah. made even. Disney might have pulled the plug being like, oh, ah, they would have made it. it the yeah, budget would have been it's twice those as big. Computer animators would have had to, would have been like Justice League. They had to make the whole movie all over again. Mm-hmm. Mm. Pixar is, uh, the, the glory days are over. That's, uh, yeah, they've been over for a while. Yeah. But they, they come up every once in a while with something cool, like Coco and um, Inside Out. They were fine. <laughs> they were, they're still not, they're still not, they're like... more consistent than, like, DreamWorks and um, Illumination. I can't at, call at them least. consistent oh, yeah. anymore, oh, God, Not with, like, the good dinosaur and cars and, you know... I mean, I don't. I can't always put out competent anymore. products. They not always. I don't think they're that pandering compared to as, like Illumination. They don't have. This yeah, they don't have a bad a oh, film fuck. as bad as anything. That's something yeah, like we that, should that, talk that about. That new movie. Jesus Christ! Yeah. I almost forgot they're I, rebooting didn't Shrek. Didn't Tyler the Creator? Oh yeah. They're rebooting yeah. Shrek. Oh yeah. Fuck. But didn't Tyler the Creator do like the the Grinch soundtrack? He did a song for it at least. Oh, he I did know. a song for it. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. so you just got Tyler the Creator because he's popular now. Because they he they did the it. same with um, <laughs> Despicable Me. Remember, they got Pharrell Williams to do yeah, that got, song. They just get all these stars that really have nothing to do Venom! with Venom or anything. <laughs> just, yeah, like yeah, Eminem. Oh man, it's so sad. Got to be hip with the kids. But anyway, what were you saying, Adam? About the the Shrek the Shrek movie is being rebooted. Yeah. And it's by illumination. Right? Yeah, and what what's really sad about it is like it's almost like we can't just have a good meme anymore because that's why it's happening is because Shrek's a meme is because Shrek has continued yeah. to be popular and now they're just gonna ruin it. Mm-hmm. Like, Do you think they'll embrace the meme and like reference it and stuff? I it doesn't matter. That's, that's <laughs> a worse scenario. We don't need a reboot. Make another sequel. I don't care. <laughs> like, See, I thought I thought it was announced like last year or something that they were going to be making another Shrek movie anyway, right? I don't know what's happening anymore. I vaguely remember that the internet going crazy because yeah, it was Shrek and I think Space Jam is getting a sequel as well or some shit. <laughs> oh yeah, Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, really? LeBron. <laughs> another Space Jam. Give me a fucking break. Truly pandering to all the like nineties kids. Yeah, we live in the yeah. age yeah. of nostalgia. Anyway. That's what sells. Mm-hmm. Find anything. Oh my god. They're gonna be in an endless feedback loop. And they're gonna do like a Smash Mouth cover. We'll get some like, I don't know, Katy Perry to cover that song from, from <sighs> Shrek. All Star. You know they're gonna do it. Yeah, All Star. Katy Perry. They're totally gonna that do it. That would suck. Or like somebody, I don't know, some pop star, <laughs> some bullshit. Who's popular? Whoever's popular two years from now. But if um Illumination are in charge of of the animation when it comes out it will look worse than the original shrek because yeah. their films yeah. look like dog shit <laughs> and they have awful art direction and horrible character designs and they're cheap as fuck yep they might not even make new character designs they might just copy the old ones like like the files and just use them when was the last shrek movie like five six years ago they just use that whatever no they do that thing where they make the legs tiny or the head tiny you know they're like having tiny bits yeah. I just don't like their character design. I think it sucks. Mm-hmm. And they have cute pets, too. They'll make Donkey look cute. Give him big eyes. They'll turn him into a dog. Yeah, he will look like he's out of the secret life of pets. Oh, yeah, they'll turn him into a dog. Right. Oh, my God. Not impressed. 
I picture it now. Speaking of character <laughs> designs, there's a trailer for Detective Pikachu. It's a movie, mm, yeah. and it's a live yeah. action, and they've got Pokemon. What? Yeah, I watched the trailer and thought, wow, that, this looks fucking lame. And then I saw the comments <laughs> and the reactions from everyone, and they were like, wow, this actually looks awesome. I can't wait. Can you believe Mr. Mime uses Reflect? Uh-huh. Holy shit. <laughs> Clap. Um, then I was like, oh, I guess I'm just in the corner alone on this one. I guess this is fucking just I'll weird, watch man. it. Seeing Pokemon like this is... <laughs> it's just, uh, I'm not expecting anything good from it. The director has literally never made a good movie, ever. Who is he? Uh, he did, like, Gulliver's Travels, or what? what's that stupid Jack Black Oh my movie? god, really? That's, like, one of the worst movies I've ever yeah. seen. Rob Letterman. <laughs> the one with Jack Black? Yeah, he's directed... Oh, no. Gulliver's Travels, 2015 Goosebumps... Monsters vs. Aliens <laughs> and Shark Tale. Oh my god. So Holy like fuck. there's still, no Shark yeah, Tale. There's no this way. This guy's still making movies? Ooh. There's no way this movie's gonna be good based on that. Yeah, alone, yeah. Right. And the character designs are pretty like uncanny valley too. And mm. also, it should have been Danny DeVito, not Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Come on. Danny DeVito yeah, yeah, Pikachu. Like all the creative decisions. Really strange. Like hyper realistic Pokemon? It makes them look very strange in that, like, gritty world, doesn't it? I think people have a need to, like... they. I think people just want to see their cartoon heroes, like, in live action. There's, like, this need for that, I think, mm. in the general public, even if it doesn't really work. And, yeah, Pokemon's, like, a perfect example of that. Like, when you see Charizard at the end, and you see, like the gummy inside of his mouth with spit flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? I don't want to see Charizard doing that. I want to see him like a dumb 2D cartoon. Or like a simplistic <laughs> 3D render, not that. Yeah, even if it was just like Pokemon Stadium style or something, you know, where they still yeah. resemble the actual cartoon. They actually got... Well, um, yeah. there, there was a, a, a series of images created by some guy that... I think it was called like Realistic Pokemon, and it was like this meme however long ago, where he would just he would take these Pokemon characters and make them hyper-realistic in kind of like a weird, grotesque way. They actually hired him yeah. for the movie. They found the guy and they... they I'm not even <laughs> kidding. They actually found the guy and they hired him for the movie, even though it's like, these realistic Pokemon, I don't even think they were made to look any kind of appealing at all. You know? No. Yeah, that's kind of the point. I mean, I'm glad the guy's getting work, though. Like that really creepy, hyper-realistic Mario picture where you can see all of his pores. Like, nobody wants yeah. that shit. <laughs> did, you see the, did you see the SpongeBob ones? I love those. Yeah, oh, yeah. Gross, those are pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Are you guys fans of Pokemon? Because I could give a flying shit about Pokemon. I am. I was when I was 12. The original oh, okay. 150, maybe Gen 2, just a bit, but definitely the original 150. I still play the card game every once in a while. It's so much fun. Oh. And I'm definitely yeah. going to go through like gold or silver on my on my gaming channel. I went through Pokemon Blue. I told you about this where I stayed up yeah, all night. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's uh the the Pokemon universe, the original 150 is something very close to my heart. And uh something that I grew up with. I I would love to see something live action but done right. It's never going to happen, you know, like because it's not only no. a huge intellectual property and lots of money is going to be dictating what's going to be done with it, but also it's for kids and it's we're never going to see anything that has like real consequences or real action. 
You know, it's all just going to well, be watered down. Do you want down. a realistic Pokemon? I don't know if that would work either. What, do you... what would be wrong with just doing an animated movie? You know, like a CG right. animated like movie. Done. Why does that have to be Even like... A 2D animated one. 2D animation's great. I don't understand why we don't do that anymore. It's, yeah, it doesn't appeal to the Hollywood crowd, though, does it? I guess not. But that Spider-Man movie, I think that's going to do well. That'll that's, do well. That's, C- that's 3D, though. It's 3D but Yeah, CG. but it looks like 2D, kind of. <laughs> and it's also with Spider-Man. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, chances are this film's going to be a big fart. Did you like the part when... <laughs> if I flash back to the, do you guys see the Tom and Jerry movie where there's that scene where they're like, "You can talk." Oh God! You can understand me. The, it was just like that. As soon as that <laughs> happened, Pikachu's like, I was yeah. like, okay, so you you're obviously experiencing some sort of grief from this, and if you understand human language and could effectively communicate, and it's just your voice that's the problem, why don't you try sign language or writing? Or something. Like, you could communicate in some <laughs> other way if, if this is, like, your big issue right now. You shouldn't just be limited to your voice. Anyway. It's just weird hearing Deadpool come out of Pikachu. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds <laughs> yeah, is not that the was best choice, I, I don't think. Terrible yeah, choice. Yeah, well, Pikachu has, like, a very high-pitched voice, right? I think you could have gotten just any voice actor. Danny DeVito. Danny, Danny DeVito, DeVito would have been funny as hell. Yeah. Would have actually been like, oh, this looks like shit, but at least Danny DeVito is yeah. Pikachu. <laughs> It would be interesting. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is just such a yeah, I would have that. too safe of a choice. It's like default voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's got like a normal voice. Well, it's just so oh, he's popular because of Deadpool and he's funny, funny. Yeah. Let's put yeah. him in. Funny oh. normie man <laughs> from Canada. <laughs> I think he's actually from Vancouver. Are you proud? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Fuck, there's tons of like talented people from Canada that just forget their country and make American movies only. So, because that's where all the money is. Yeah. That's what happens. Know. Anybody that become, becomes like moderately successful in Canada, it's like, oh, well, goodbye, going to America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, mm-hmm. uh, except for like Denis Villeneuve, who, you know, although he's still making American movies, you know, like Arrival was. A Canadian movie, pretty much. So. Oh yeah, I didn't even know yeah. that. I'm Something. pretty sure it was shot in Canada, at least. I don't know. Who? What even makes a Canadian movie anymore? Like, in order to get yeah, funding right. from if the government, song, like if it? you're gonna get government grants to make a movie, there's all these crazy rules that have to be applied. Like, a percentage of your actors, like a very high percentage, have to be Canadian actors. And it's like, come on, you know, you're you're really just oh, harming man. the product at that point, because our population. Yeah. Our entire country is less than that of California. So we have so much smaller of a, a <laughs> talent pool spread out over so much larger of a an area. And that's why you never yeah, see any like good said, Canadian movies. All the all the really good actors all the really good actors go yeah, to Yeah, they've already <laughs> dipped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that being said, Hollywood shoots an awful lot in Canada. So oh, I in Vancouver, yeah. yeah. Vancouver. A lot of movies get yeah, made. Vancouver but that's just and... from tax subsidies. Mm-hmm. Same with animation. Yeah. But they're still American movies. Creates lots of work, you know. Yeah, they're still American movies, but hey, Canada makes a little something, something. Yeah. Well, we'll yeah. see how uh, mm-hmm. we'll see how Detective Pikachu is, because uh... <laughs> you guys enjoy. I won't even know it's out when it comes out. Okay. Hey, well, you'll be first in line. <laughs> nah, I really don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I could give a flying fuck about. Pikachu. That's like uh, 
me and Bohemian Rhapsody right now. Um, did you guys see it? Oh yeah. No, I didn't yet. Oh but really? I, ho- I hope to soon. Oh wow. Yeah. I'm shocked. I thought you were excited in it. for it. I thought you were excited enough. Yeah, that you I was seen excited. I've just I've been busy. Okay. I've been so busy with other stuff, but yeah, I will see it at some point. I've heard mixed things too, but again, Raimi's in it, so at least I'll enjoy. Sam Raimi. Yeah, Sam, <laughs> Sam, yeah. Speaking of uh, Rami Malek, did you guys see Sam Esmail's new show? No. Homecoming? No, I've heard okay. good things, though. Spider-Man? It's fucking awesome. Wait, what do you mean, Spider-Man? Homecoming? Oh, not Spider-Man <laughs> Homecoming. It's just called Homecoming. I know. It's Julia Roberts in an <laughs> office. <laughs> and it's fucking great. Is it? Uh, yeah. So I'm going to suck Sam Esmail's dick every podcast. That's all right. We all need yeah. something to do. Yeah, we'll discuss it one day. I think I think Alex would really like it because you like um, Better Call Saul. It reminds me a lot of that. Like oh the really? Slow pace of it. Yeah, yeah I way more than the Mr. season Robot. of that. Oh, that um, that was recently. amazing too. Very 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 good. Very well done. Yeah. Man, TV is where it's at. Streaming. Yeah, it's streaming, right? You know who's gonna put an end to that? What? Disney. With Disney oh, yeah. Plus. <laughs> Goodbye, golden so age Disney of Plus? streaming. It's Disney deciding, hey, you know what? We don't make as much of a cut from Netflix as we want to. Let's have our own streaming service. We'll probably charge just as much. And uh, all of our content will be exclusive on Disney+. Plus. So be prepared to pay another $10 a month. And then we'll see how many other studios do that. And as soon as you know it, Piracy is going to be extremely popular again. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> let's just pretend like there's no <laughs> correlation there. It like this. Well, actually, I don't think so, because for people to buy the service, the content would have to be good, and I don't think Disney's made much good stuff recently. Here's what they could do to make it appealing. Okay. Every single film from their library, Disney, they now own Fox. Every single fucking thing mm-hmm. that they own on their streaming service for like 10 bucks a month. Plus, to make it super appealing, if they did something where it was like, okay, we're going to release it while it's in theaters and you can pay to see it on the streaming service, that, that would be like, yeah. okay, you've won the market. If you're releasing mm-hmm. movies streaming while they're in theaters, then you've, you've won this game and I don't, I'm not even going to criticize you. That would mm-hmm. that would be appealing. Can you really see them doing that? No, they though? won't do that. Like it would hurt of course. their, you know, their Avengers. Of course they box won't do office that. And all that. I guess like it would be way easier to pirate something in that sense cuz somebody could just screen record. But I don't know. Like yeah, it it depends how much of a market there is for that because Netflix they have so many fucking subscribers that I I wonder how much they're making in comparison to uh I guess like the average collection of of films in theaters. Like, I, I don't know what the exact yeah, numbers are. Well, obviously a lot. But Netflix also has a lot of variety, and Disney's not really about variety. They all do family-oriented stuff, which will still make them tons of money, but... Yeah, wouldn't it just know. be I, Marvel, Star Wars, and animated films? What else do they do? Yeah, but that's enough, right? Touchstone. I suppose that is enough, like, yeah, yeah. but... I heard talks they're making, like, a Scarlet Witch show on there, right? With Elizabeth Olsen? Are they doing something like that? Mm-hmm. Someone told me that. I suppose original like, programming cares about would be her? smart. I don't know. <laughs> their, their movies aren't doing that well, like aside from the Marvel stuff. Like uh, they made that Nutcracker movie, right? Oh. That new one. What, what do you mean? Like, didn't, 
Like Beauty and the Beast remake and shit, they do really well, don't they? Yeah, but then you get The Wrinkle in Times and those kinds of movies. Yeah. Well, I guess, like, they have some of the lowest grossing movies of all time, but they also have the highest. They know how to make money, that's for sure. And I appreciate them releasing The Nutcracker in December, because otherwise it would conflict with No Nut November, so. (laughs) Bazinga. But it came out in November. Did it? Oh, I thought it was December. Maybe it's December. Yeah, yeah. It, just, it came out. It's gone. No, it's already, already, it's out? already out of theaters. What? Yeah. <laughs> it came like, and went. No, it's not out. Of, it's not out of theaters yet. But like, it came out. It was like fifth place or some shit. I don't. Yeah, know. there was no way that I was gonna be good. To that's for that. sure. I thought it was not out yeah, until absolutely. December. No. What are we talking about? The Nutcracker. The Nutcracker movie. The, the Nut movie. <laughs> Did you even know this came out? No. Dude, anything. What was it? Nutcracker oh, in the Nutcracker? Four Realms or something? We have the rights something? to that? Fucking make it. Oh, the yeah, Nutcracker, Nutcracker in the Four, four Realms. realms. Yeah, made... that came out on the 2nd of November. Is the Nutcracker public domain? It, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Could be. Well, regardless, they're like, oh, people know the Nutcracker. Let's make it. And then it made $37 million in America with a $120 million budget. Oh, God. Which means it probably costs like $300 million, all things considered. So... Good job. Shouldn't have released it in no, not November. <laughs> People can't see it. Shouldn't have released it at all. You shouldn't have made it. Should have given that money to a, a guy who knows how to make a movie with a vision. Or to homeless people and starving yeah. children. They just donated it to charity, yeah. too. It mm-hmm. looks like a fake movie from the poster. Right? It looks like a fan-made <laughs> poster. The I cinematography no actually looked good. Like It looked like a high-production value movie. It's just like, who cares about seeing Nutcracker? And they made it like an action movie. They made it look like Alice in Wonderland or something. Oh, yeah. Like dark and gritty bullshit. Yeah. It's like, come on. That was popular maybe like 10 years ago, but everyone got sick of that. The Nutcracker was popular 10 years ago? Or you're talking about the format? No, like that dark, gritty fairy tale. (laughs) No, like the dark, gritty fairy tale. Like when that first Alice in Wonderland movie came out, it was huge. And they made movies like that. And then like people just got sick of that shit. And, And for some reason they thought it would work now and it didn't. But what I don't get about these remakes is, isn't the whole appeal of Disney animated movies that they're colorful and vibrant and fun? But these yeah. remakes are dark and moody yeah. and grimy. The Snyder it's approach. Like the comparison with that, yeah, yeah, the Snyder approach, like that teaser for the Aladdin one. Yeah. It's just like, what is the point? This looks like shit it compared to the awful. original. I didn't even know there was a so teaser. Much worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it looks really bad. Do we know he's uh, playing the genie? It's Will Smith. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. So this is a story. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to play himself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're going to top Robin Williams? That's like one of the greatest performances in animated film. Mm. It's almost like insulting to even bother to attempt again. (laughs) I know a few guys who would top Robin Williams. Bazinga. Well, uh, Shaq could could totally do it. Oh, the guy from the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Oh, Oh. (laughs) Sheldon. Yes. Sheldon is the genie. Oh, God. Fan edit. Do it now. You can just add in a bunch of bazinga. Make it echo from the lamp. We'll see that in the subreddit later, I'm sure. I I don't know if you have anything else to say about Disney Plus. It's just not a... I'm just depressed. I mean, yeah, <laughs> At all, this. all this news is just like, here's a shit story. Yeah. Here's another this one. This is like all <laughs> of the movie news bullshit. that's come out. There's nothing exciting. <laughs> We're remaking this. We're rebooting this. Oh, is who gives a, a shit anymore? Uh, God damn it. 
<laughs> Alex, you were saying that uh, earlier that there's a uh, film Breaking Bad thing happening, so, maybe? Apparently, yeah, apparently Vince Gilligan is has plans to make a Breaking Bad movie um, set uh, after the events of the show based around Jesse or something. Um, oh, okay. I mean, if anyone can pull it off, it would be him, right? Like, he proved yeah. he's not a one-trick pony with mm-hmm. vertical soul, so I, I'd watch a two-hour movie. I just hope it doesn't feel like a TV show when I watch it. Yeah, True, yeah. I hope, I hope that, too. I really hope they, like, uh, up the production value in cinematography, really. I mean, like, Breaking Bad is up there, for sure, mm-hmm. for shows, but... But Better Call Saul steps it up a lot, I think. Yeah, like it does. The, the thing that made Better Call Saul great, though, is that it was so different from Breaking Bad, and it felt very fresh. And like they going could do back that again, to Breaking though. Bad, I guess they could, but like, how well would it fit to make? My a fear not... would just be um, fan service. You know how much yeah, fan really service shit they shove in. But mm-hmm. I mean, he, we should give him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, based on yeah. Better Call Saul, he might give the benefit of the doubt absolutely because yeah. he's yeah. a very, very talented man. So yeah, in any other context with any other franchise, this may seem way more cynical and cash grabby. But I mean, if anyone's going to have a good idea and be able to fulfill on the promise, he'll be able to do it. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. I mean, hope so. I, I have no, I have zero expectations. Not saying they're low expectations. Well, like, my, I just don't when have I, any. When I first heard, when I first heard when Breaking Bad ended that there was going to be a spin-off Vertical Saw show, I was like, that's dumb. It's clearly just like a stupid cash grab just to make sure the Breaking Bad train doesn't stop. But yeah. it's really thoughtful. Like you can mm-hmm. tell there's a lot of history and like thought put into it, so Yeah, they we'll actually see. made Saul Goodman like a interesting character and not just a joke. A fascinating character, yeah. Yeah. Really. And, and um his his girlfriend, what the hell's her name? Kim, right? She's fucking yeah, yeah. fantastic. Uh, and Mike, yeah. Mike, oh yeah, Mike and Gus. Like that, that show has fan service in it too by bringing back all those old people. But it, mm-hmm. it really fits, and they really flush it out. It doesn't feel pandering, though. Is the thing? No, no, not there at are all. one or two instances I'd say are a bit too much for me. But I think overall, for how long it's been going, it's pretty fucking good in regards yeah. to that kind of thing. What season are they on? Yeah, absolutely. They're about There's to. Five? They just released four. Yeah, so yeah, five's so gonna be, be out next year. And it feels like it's wrapping up. So yeah. Did you guys watch The Haunting of Hill House? No, I didn't. Okay. The Haunting of Mill House? <laughs> <laughs> My glasses! No. <laughs> the ghosts! I've heard good things, though. I've heard good things. Okay. I'm probably going to make a video on it. I was just seeing if you guys... Oh, okay. Is it as good as Suspiria? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Honestly, um, okay. I, I won't spoil anything about the show. I, I, my rating for it is a four, is all I'm going to say. Oh, there's not. I mean, oh, I watched through the whole thing, you know. I watched through mm-hmm. the the ten episodes, but overall, I just felt like the only reason I did it is because the show kept blue balling me. It's like, come on, just fucking <laughs> reveal the thing. A lot of Netflix shows you do know? that. Yeah, it could have been told in two hours instead. It was ten, but anyway, like, <laughs> I guess we'll move on to something else. <laughs> the uh, yeah. the the cool cat Twitter account has been doing some interesting things lately. <laughs> Uh, yeah. What's Cool Cat up to? I haven't been up to date on this at all, so please. In the in the odyssey of um Derek Savage, tw- Twitter meltdown, just his <laughs> perpetual meltdown that just will not end. Um, he had he was had a go at someone on Twitter, who said, "Wait, yeah, that was it," because there was an, obviously a, a new shooting that happened in America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then, 
So Derek, with it, his his eyes spin round and turn into dollar signs, and he runs over to Twitter and uploads a picture of <laughs> gun self-defense for ladies, like saying, these shootings are not going to stop, so learn how to protect yourself. Our film, Gun Self-Defense <laughs> for Ladies, covers guns, mace, stun guns, karate, and knife protection. And with a big picture of the poster. Knife protection! And <laughs> someone gave him shit saying, Derek, almost everyone here is criticizing you for this. Why keep defending it? Why can't you just admit that this was a poor time to plug your DVD? <laughs> Besides, who actually buys this shit? Why do you think people want gun safety tips from the guy who made Cool Cat? <laughs> and then that's that's what threw him over the edge. To which he replied, It's puny snowflake punks like you that uh... give the bad guys an open window to hurt good people. You are a cockroach. And this message is from Derek. <laughs> God damn. On the, on the Cool Cat Twitter account. Let's damn. just remember that yeah, part. On the cool cat Twitter. Like, he doesn't understand the boundaries <laughs> between, like, what should be allowed on a Twitter promotional account for a children's television show. He was doing the same thing after the terrorist attack yeah. in Nice. Seriously. Like, he, every time there's, like, a major <sighs> shooting, he's like, well, wouldn't have happened if you just watched my DVD. Think about that. <laughs> do you not just love the irony of, of going on your twitter called at cool cat loves you and calling people cockroach yeah, people are so <laughs> it is the best twitter account ever it, it is but it is it normally like kid friendly i no, like, debatably not honestly debatably not hitting on women and stuff yeah <laughs> With his no i'm not even kidding yeah, yeah. <laughs> as cool cat oh, yeah shit. yeah there Jesus were ones where dude. he's like, uh, like he's role playing as Cool Cat, being like, "You should date my daddy, Derek." I'm not even kidding. It's really, really creepy, but also hilarious. And I encourage everybody to follow that Twitter account. It's the gift yeah. that keeps on giving. Do you think he listens to this? I don't know. He's a crazy person. Derek, Derek, if you're listening, don't like go public on Twitter and and do that. Keep That's not doing a good it. Way to meet women. Keep doing it. <laughs> Yeah, keep doing it. Whatever. You need to lay off the Twitter guy. Just you know, step back from the internet and reevaluate. Can you even get more embarrassed? Like, can he be- become even more embarrassing? Like, I don't know. From this point, is he in rock bottom? He's I, just I don't think he has any shame. Bottom. Like, like you have to be shameless to use a, a school shooting or a shooting in general to like promote your own bullshit. It's horrible. <laughs> but it wouldn't have happened if they watched the DVD. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All these gun issues in America that could have been resolved if we all just sat back and watched Cool Cat uh, instructs how to use a gun or whatever it's called. So did he change the title to ladies instead of women? It used to be gun self-defense for women. Um, on the picture he uploaded, it says in big red font, gun self-defense for ladies. Because he keeps doing this fucking thing where he keeps like George Lucasing his own works and making small tweaks. <laughs> like that. And pretending it's a new product and he's just releasing the same thing. <laughs> that video he posted on his YouTube channel, Cool Cat Loves MMA, people are like, oh yeah, Adam, look, there's a new Cool Cat book. I watched the video. It's the same. It lit- Literally, he just changed the word wrestling to MMA on his previous book. It's the same cover. It's the same thing. Yeah, he's he's tricking people yeah. to make money. Like, I don't think he, I, I don't know what his business plan is. Like, he moved away <laughs> from LA, which is presumably where the Cool Cat actor is. Yeah. And so that's probably why he was pretending to be Cool Cat in that other video where he split the screen in half and just got in the suit. (laughs) 
I don't know. Like, my guess is that he's he's out of money. Like that's why he moved out of L.A. Probably. Yeah. It's expensive. Cheaper. To there. In Vegas, so, that's for sure. Yeah. So he's like, he's probably couch surfing or something. <laughs> yeah. How much money is he realistically making from this? You never well, know. He probably used to make a lot because Cool Cat became huge. But I don't know. If only he could crowdsource mm. something and actually follow through on his promises. Oh yeah. How much money did he make from that in the end? I don't know. Or was it one of those ones where over nine thousand money if they don't? For fuck's sake. This is that the real. <laughs> These retro amount? memes yeah. just coming yeah. in. <laughs> I, I think that was around How the the amount. Make? It was supposed to be a school shooting film, and he ditched it and is like oh, cool yeah. cat cooking uh, stranger danger cooking tips or something <laughs> and i don't even think that's out i don't know what he's doing i think he's just scamming people yeah like i i don't think he's making any new material like the only shit he's making is just like making small updates to previously existing films of his and then pretending it's a new product i bought that uh mm-hmm. cool cat the kids superhero film what five months ago now i still haven't watched it because it's just i know it's just like it's the same movie with like an extra scene or something (laughs) you know (laughs) should i watch it i guess i should i've just like i've become kind of disinterested i really just want a new cool cat movie i'm looking i'm looking through the kickstarter now or like I googled Cool Cat Kickstarter, and there's like a fuck ton of Kickstarters and Indiegogos. Oh, yeah. I don't even know which one is the he one. He keeps there's making like new five ones. Of them. Yeah, he yeah. keeps redoing it, didn't he? It's it's crazy. It's honestly like an insane person is, is running this. <laughs> well, that's why I, w- I wanted a Cool Cat t-shirt, but I'm scared to buy one, because he'll have my address and might be able to put it together. <laughs> and then, like... Send it to a friend's address. Don't Don't use your name. Yeah. Yeah. Send it to somebody and then else. Your friend's house will blow up. <laughs> you bomb it. Well, he won't know the that they're associated with it. you. That's what I did to order the movie. I just sent. I got a friend to order it. Because actually, <laughs> uh, like, okay. it's not even that. Like, oh no, he'll have my address. It's that when he blocked me on Twitter, I tried to buy something from him after, and he like refunded it immediately. He was like, I don't. Like, he just doesn't really? want me as a customer oh. anymore. Like, okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's that's crazy. Yeah. So that's how few orders he gets. He actually like looks through them and sees the names. Yeah. It's, <laughs> oh my god. It's very strange. Adam, you're <sighs> probably the only the only person who bought anything from him. <laughs> Maybe. You never know. He's just counting on you. Yeah. To keep buying stuff from him. It's hilarious. <laughs> I see I see quite a few people at uh, conventions with the cool cat shirt. People wearing it ironically. Oh, yeah? yeah, it's pretty good. Well, that's good. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well. Thanks, Daddy Derek, for uh, continuing to capitalize off of uh, tragic shootings. <laughs> Keep at it. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure you'll sell more copies of your gun self-defense DVD from that. Such <laughs> <sighs> fun new hobby. Jesus he needs to make another Cool Cat movie. Get on it. He needs. He needs to stop. <laughs> he needs to stop making a fool of himself. I, I genuinely feel... I almost feel bad for him now. No. Like this, is, this got ridiculous. It's been ridiculous <laughs> from the start, though. It's somehow yeah. escalating more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of the greatest memes. Uh. That's that's right. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. All right, well... Can we talk about uh, something good? Mm-hmm. Can we? Okay. <laughs> on this podcast? Yeah, yeah is that allowed? <laughs> 
Yeah, yes. Uh, goes against the name. <laughs> uh, well, I guess I could introduce the, the movie yeah, we're talking about. Yeah, do that. Yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. So, I recommended a movie, uh, spoiler alert, for those of you who haven't seen it. The movie's called Don't Look Now. It's directed by... Uh, <laughs> uh, I forgot his guy. name, too. I had it earlier. Nicholas, Nicholas Rogue. Yeah. <laughs> it's directed by Nicholas Rogue. And yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. It's about a couple lose their daughter, and uh, she drowned in a lake. So they go to Venice to kind of, you know, recoup and, and move past it. And shit just spirals out of control from there. There's psychics, there's paranormal activity, there's uh, dwarves in red coats. Uh, it's it's amazing. So let's talk about it. <laughs> Who's first? What do you guys think of it? Alex? Um, I thought it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, interesting. Let's go. Um, let's go. I, I didn't take that much away from it. I thought um, on a technical and creative level there were some um interesting and impressive things um like the editing and a lot of the camera work i i enjoyed mm-hmm. but in the end i found it quite mechanical oh, and almost okay. almost limp in the end wow i totally yeah, disagree man. with that but like, yeah okay adam i enjoyed it um i did feel as though it was kind of slow for the opening scene was great and then most of what happened in venice up until the last 40 minutes i was a little uninvested but overall i enjoyed it and for a 1973 movie is Four. it 73 74 for for a movie that old there's a lot there's a lot to appreciate about it and um yeah. although it didn't necessarily resonate with me as much as I would like to in my own personal experience. I did get quite a lot of enjoyment out of um, researching and, and you know, looking up other critics and filmmakers talking about the film. And it gave me some some extra appreciation for it. There's things that I like about yeah, it for this sure. Yeah, like, mm-hmm, this is like an acclaimed movie by, uh, like, critics. Oh, yeah. Like, I know Mark Kermode. Kermode. Is that how you say it? Kermode. Kermode. Like he, Kermode, Kermode. <laughs> like, he loves it. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, a lot of editors like look to this as like one of the finest pieces of editing ever. Mm-hmm. I guess it's like groundbreaking the way he like, you know, made associations with cuts and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, you see a lot of that like uh, filmmakers use that now. I think of the guy who directed Wild and like Dallas Buyers mm-hmm. Club. I forgot his name. Do you know his name? Doesn't matter. You too. No, I know who it is, but his name doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah, but it's something. Yeah, and this is like a lot of this guy's movies are like this. Nicholas Rogue. Have you guys seen anything else? I don't think I have. I've seen The Witches. You've seen what? You did The Witches, right? Roll Doll adaptation. Maybe I haven't seen that one. The only other movie I've seen from him is Performance, which is like the editing is very similar. Like it's it's very hectic and uh, I don't want to say choppy, but at first you're 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 like, oh, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Did you guys feel that in the opening scene? I I actually yes. um <laughs> I one of the videos that I watched after was um on the Criterion channel. They actually interviewed the editor of the film and he was talking about 
how when he went into this approach, he used a very kind of non-traditional method where he intentionally yeah, would, you know, leave certain shots going on for longer than they should mm-hmm. in comparison to other films that he's edited or, you know, depending on how much room is given with the, the shots that he has to work with. I really enjoyed the editing during the phone call scene when um, he finds out that his wife is in England and how it's just like these bizarre close-ups like on her mouth on lines that, you know, traditionally you wouldn't expect to cut to a close-up. Like it it did have a very kind of like... And it was unexpected. Like you never knew when a cut was coming or how it was going to be. He would like cross the line a lot. The, the 180 line, it was very, like... Uncomfortable, it, it intentionally in made you uneasy yeah. and uncomfortable, yeah. It was, I think, very effective. There was a lot of, like, quick cuts, stuff like that. Yeah, I did, I did enjoy the editing for the most part, for sure. One criticism mm-hmm. I would have about it, though, is I did feel like as it gets closer to the end and he's chasing the dwarf in the red coat... Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's already so incredibly obvious looking at the reflection in the water what it's what it's relating to. I don't think we needed to to fade back to the the incident with his child. Yeah. You know, like sometimes it made it a little too obvious. And even watching. Yeah, I feel like that's just like a dated thing. Yeah. Like, I think just movies back then, like people weren't as uh they couldn't put the pieces yeah. together as much. Dur- during yeah. that that interview, he was talking about how how, how subtle a lot of the clues were. And although, yeah, that's very true. There are many instances of subtle clues in that film, especially, you know, the amount of times that we see, like, the funeral barge and, you know, the breaking yeah. of the glass the mirrors, and, and all that. breaking glass. He yeah. did mention um, the... He's, he, he was talking about the conversation in the uh, diner where they first meet the, the crazy sisters. And he was saying, like, oh, yeah, normally... The audience won't won't even expect that you're that this brooch will come into play later. He could just be looking at the brooch, and I kind of you know watching that was just like, eh, you you did a close up, you know, <laughs> like like yeah. You, there's <laughs> a lot of red herrings in this. Yeah, but but yeah, but like the close up itself again, is just like you're, the film is literally telling you that it will come into play later, or at least be shown again. Yeah. So in in some ways. Mm-hmm. I very much appreciate the subtlety. In other ways, I wish it was more subtle. But like you said, it is another, you know, product of its time, 1970s. So you can't really expect it to yeah. be like too subtle in a way. Mm-hmm. Well, that that's what I kept doing is comparing it to other films from the 70s that I love. Mm-hmm. And just not being able to pass off certain things that I just thought maybe it was just because it was so out there for the time, you know so unconventional just so experimental in a lot of ways as a piece of filmmaking like it it does pay off for what they were going for but it's so sort of sporadic and 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 mad in terms of how it's put together um i think it works for in terms of like a technical achievement for the time um with a lot of interesting technique but i mean the story isn't that interesting to me the characters aren't and you know it's just (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, it just really, it really didn't do it for me. I, I, I'm mm-hmm. not entirely sure why. I'm I'm like halfway between you guys, honestly. Like I yeah. agree with both of you. Yeah, I can I totally understand that. Um, yeah. That other movie he made, The Witches, is it like this? Like, is it as unconventional as? This? Um, God, it's been a very long time since I've seen it. 
it's very mm-hmm. creepy and weird, but I think okay. because it's based on a Roald Dahl book and is way more for children, it's obviously super toned down in comparison. It's very mm-hmm. odd, though, still. Nothing like this, because it's way more modern, I think. Yeah, because like, the only other thing I saw from him was Performance again, and Performance is like a crazy drug trip movie. So, like, imagine this movie fucking, like, ten times more chaotic, and that's what Performance is. Yeah. I was actually thinking of recommending that, mm-hmm. maybe, but... I'll add it to my watch that's list. really far out there. Ooh, cool. Nineteen seven. Um, something I love about this movie, too, Mick Jagger. is the, the setting. Mick Jagger. Oh, yeah, Mick Jagger's in it. Yeah, it's fucking hmm. awesome. But something I love about this movie is the setting, mm-hmm. where it's like set in this yeah. like romantic city, and yet they they shoot it in a way to make it fucking creepy. And they go in all these alleyways where like I've been to Venice before, so I know like all the landmarks. But mm-hmm. they always shot in like these claustrophobic alleyways that are like off to the side of the city that tourists don't really like explore, mm-hmm. and it made it feel so like like otherworldly and mm-hmm. creepy, especially with the whole like series of murders happening it's yeah like, this is this is not a good place to be <laughs> when there's a a, a mm-hmm. serial killer going around you know yeah and thematically it fits the movie too because it's like this they're trying to like rekindle their love and their romance and their marriage so they go to this romantic city but they can't escape it like the city's still a fucking shithole and it there's constantly like uh warnings on like walls that the city is sinking and that it's done for because, you know, Venice is a sinking city, and, like, by the year 2100, it'll probably be gone under the ocean. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, well. But do you guys think it works as a, a horror movie, then? Um, yeah. Did it scare it you? Does. Mm-hmm. I mean, Maybe it's it like... It's, it, it, scare, I don't know about scare, but, like, something I love about horror movies or, like, something like this is it's very confusing and very... You don't know what to make of it when you first see it. Like, there's this whole, like, aspect of it that Donald Sutherland's character might be psychic and that he's, like, ignoring his psychic abilities. And you're like, what is that? And and what does that have to do with anything? And it's, like, this beautiful puzzle that you have to solve. And I find that kind of creepy. Well, I like the the foreshadowing and the the imagery of it all. But things like that where you said, what is that all about? At the end of it, I'm just like, okay, so maybe he was psychic, I guess. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I just, I, I, it made me um actually appreciate Antichrist a hell of a lot more. Because I really? think that that's, it's a super Ooh. similar premise, isn't it? With the loss of a child, something so tragic, and then the rest of the film dealing with grief and how people respond differently to it yeah i feel like grief was much better expressed in antichrist that's for sure yeah yeah like Mm. um there's something somewhat detached about the way i just didn't buy that they had gone through something so traumatic because of how normal they were acting you know i don't i don't know if it was the time jump or yeah again that was another disconcerting thing about it too there's this whole theory that the the son might have pushed the daughter into the lake and that's like you, you never really see the sun after that point and you're like so what the fuck's going on there and you never really find out like i i don't feel this like disconnect that you did i i related to both of their characters a lot um one of their names john and uh what the hell julie <laughs> julie christie's character what was her name no keep the imdb open okay. uh, <laughs> mother uh mother yeah the mother 
Uh, I'll think of it at some point. But yeah, they so, felt like a real couple. One of the American. best scenes in the movie, like this iconic scene, is the sex scene in this. But even like before, when they were just walking around naked, talking to each other, Donald Sutherland's like brushing his teeth naked, and he hunches over the. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, like they felt like a real fucking couple. Yeah, I, I, I love that. that about yeah, them. when they're naked, it was. But um, I know the sex scene's really famous and infamous, but <laughs> again, it, it 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 was it, to me it was like a couple of people who've like never had sex before <laughs> trying <What>? to. <laughs> Dude, I didn't feel that at all. I felt it was very it's believable. It's very they were odd. Like, and... They were like changing. Well, because like sex scenes in movies is like they're in one position and then they fade to like the next position or whatever. And this, you see like them awkwardly like turning each other over and shit like that. It was very believable, and it was graphic without being like uh, pornographic. It didn't really have much nudity, mm-hmm. you know. It was very classy. Well, I, I, I was doing some reading afterwards, and apparently that's the first thing the the leads actually filmed. Oh, really? Set. Yeah, the first scene they did, yeah, because they just wanted to get out of the way. It. Yeah. Supposedly it was um a spontaneous thing, like idea from the director too, because. <laughs> Without, because he he wanted the scene because otherwise, he says something like there'd just be too many scenes of the those characters arguing. Yeah, like they wouldn't feel like point. a real couple. They'd just be pissed at each other the whole time. I got this vibe that it was kind of off in that scene. Like I, I so so then reading that I was like, oh, that's probably why. Like it's just these two strangers who have just met and then have to roll around <laughs> and be naked with each other. Yeah, I just uh, didn't, I didn't buy feel it. That. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Once again, I'm. You know, taking kind of the middle ground here. I do. Mm-hmm. When I watched that scene, honestly, like it's I it it felt really cheesy. Just the music, especially, was kind of what added to that. But afterwards, you know, reading about it and hearing other people talk about it, I can get it. You know, I I understand why people appreciate it, and I understand for the time period. You know, to, it it was fairly groundbreaking to show not just seductive sexuality but sexuality from a a couple that has been together for many years oh yeah it almost got an x rating Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) they had had to cut in some countries they had to cut the sex scene entirely oh wow because it was too yeah i think it's i think it's rated an x in the uk so Mm. oh really oops yeah yeah there's there's a lot about it that that i watched it and my initial reaction is, you know, it's it it feels really cheesy, but hearing other people talk about it, it's it's like, yeah, I I can totally understand and and uh, relate to how people appreciate it and appreciate it myself too. But just I guess the the initial experience, or I don't know, like even if I watch it again, like there's parts of the film that are going to feel cheesy no matter what, like you know when he's running around and. There's like a man screaming from the distance, and it zooms in on his face. Like it was, it was, it was kind of comical oh, yeah, to zooms. me. Like, like just the scream. Like <laughs> the zooms Aah! in this worked. It was really funny, and and like the death at the end. <laughs> she's like, no, 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 chop. Like that was hilarious to me. I and I, 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 I know. It I didn't know. terrify me. I don't want to but... break your heart here, but it no, was, no, no, it, it's okay. It was just like it, it was very unintentionally comical in many places in the film and it might just be like a time period thing but at the same time then i then i think of other films like i don't know older films like paths of glory you know in the 1950s and and all i'm thinking is oh yeah it's going for something totally different but like 
I, I feel like so many older films, I'm, I'm making so many excuses for them because of the time period. But there's plenty of examples that's where I I'm don't telling, have yeah. to do that. And that's, you know, part part of where the criticism comes into play. And and I don't know. Like, I, I'm trying to uh, rationalize what they should have done to prevent me from feeling that. And I guess it's just a personal preference thing. Yeah. It's just the movie's set in a way more heightened reality than, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, Antichrist. Not saying Antichrist is, like, realistic, but definitely it, it wants to get uh, more of a hopeless emotion out of you than I think this does. Mm-hmm. So, And I also think, like, a big theme of the movie is the fact that uh, Donald Sutherland's character is trying to, like, literally ignore his grief. Uh, both of them are. And he tries to, like, bury his head in his work, and that doesn't really work out. And that's what ends up getting him fucking killed because he, he's like ignoring his wife and his kid and all these psychic premonitions. And he's like, oh, well, let me just focus on my work and be logical about this whole situation. And that's what does him mm-hmm. in. So, like, I don't, I don't know. I didn't feel the corniness. I just felt that the movie was not trying to be realistic in any way. It was just in this heightened, exaggerated world. No, I get you. It's kind of like darkly, like darkly comedic in a way, if that makes sense. Not that I thought anything was funny, but it was like it was just so bizarre. It's unsettling, Mm -hmm. some of it, you know. It's like it's like fantasy a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah, like a fable or something. I really enjoyed the scene where he was like hanging from the rope in the uh, in the church or whatever. Where he like, where oh, he almost the, died. Like the accident. Yeah, I really enjoyed that yeah. scene. Didn't he actually do that? There's shots him, in there where it's like, wow, he's actually doing that. Like, I I don't yeah, know how they filmed crazy. the whole thing, but like, there's certain shots where it's like, wow, that that's very realistic. And I loved that um, that like kind of lens flare circle turning into the crazy lady, almost as if it were kind of like a crystal oh, yeah. ball kind of thing. She's just mm-hmm. laughing. And in a way, like, I, I, I love the filmmaking associated with that. Like, I thought that that was super creative and, and really cool to watch. But in a way, I don't, I don't know how I feel about the red herrings as a whole and just showing these, like, sisters laughing and it's like, you know, misdirection of what their intentions are, I guess. I, I You know, I, I can see that adding to the experience for a lot of people, but yeah. I don't know. But that's the thing. Maybe it's not a red herring. Maybe they did cause that for some reason, yep. and like they were lying at the end. <laughs> like you just don't know. This whole thing is like this giant mystery, and like the more you try to think about it, the more it it, it like almost makes less sense. The more you think yep. about it, in a good way. <laughs> Am I making I, sense? I guess that's where we differ, because for me, it's just more frustrating. Like with the reveal at the end of the the dwarf, right? It's like uh, that's the <laughs> the payoff for that setup it was really funny to me. Okay. <laughs> i mean yeah it's just a lot of little things like that I'm, I'm like right down the middle at first like i really did want to really love this movie at first i thought shit this is really interesting what what they're mm-hmm. what they're doing here but as it builds on top of itself like it just became more and more just disinteresting to me i just couldn't get attached to anything like when when like the, the mechanics of the film the only thing that are that is keeping me engaged and interested and the plot isn't interesting and the characters just aren't convincing to me. What is there left? Well, is there anything you liked about it? Yeah, I liked a lot, yeah. Like, I like 
nearly every technical element. Um, I like the way they tell the story. I just don't think I like the story. Um, or I don't know if it is just how old it is, because I'm pretty sure this was an independent movie for yep. the time. So, I mean, the the, the budget and the uh, technology they had available would be extremely limited um, for what we have now. So it's very difficult to put yourself in the in the position of a filmmaker back in the 70s. Um, so f- f- for the stuff they were pulling off in this film, especially for an independent uh, movie, was was impressive. And I liked it. I did like a lot of the way it was shot and, of course, edited and all that. But there was too much that just pulled me out, and it, it did feel really dated um, yeah. a lot of the time for me. Uh, things mm-hmm. that were, were supposed to be horrific or um, shocking to me a lot of the time because of technical or um, how old it was reasons just weren't working for me. I don't think it's an age thing. I think it's just the style of the director. You, you know? reckon? Because I yeah. What, one I thing that kept pulling me out was um, the audio sounded terrible to me. Um, yeah. A lot of like weird. I don't know if it was just my setup or what, but you could really tell when um, there was like ADR and I don't know. Like it was oh, yeah, there's, there's some moments like that. Yeah. If I had any issue, <laughs> it would be that some of the ADR. But again, it's that that's like an age thing. I, I forgive. Like, it's a trade-off, because some of these, like, you have to shoot it in Venice, and you have to shoot it on location, and I guess sometimes they just couldn't get the sound equipment on these fucking boats, because it was too loud, or, you know, there's the ocean is too loud, or something like that, so they had to ADR it. Like, I understand. <laughs> I don't know, man, because, like, six six years later, like, Alien came out. Oh, yeah, right? six years later. And it's, Alien's not an independent movie, and Alien's not shot on location <laughs> in Venice. I know, but it's like (laughs) everything horrific that I'm after for like a horror thriller was achieved a lot better in other movies in from the decade. That's totally fair. Did you guys notice the similarities to Hereditary? Yeah, I did. Yes. Yeah, a lot of echoes of other horror movies in this. Yeah, I believe uh, the director of Hereditary cited this film as one of his inspirations. I think that's why it was mm-hmm. on my watch list, actually, yeah. it was because I watched the featurette on the Hereditary oh, Blu-ray. Okay. Yeah, I think that's what's so good about it. It's like um, the same thing that happened with uh, Jacob's Ladder, mm-hmm. where the film's okay, but the way it's impacted the industry and filmmakers who saw it when they were young, and it was influential to them and how it affected their art, I think is what makes this an important piece of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, I just My only issue is I don't think it stands up compared... Because we do have things like Hereditary now, you know? We do have these great horror films that yeah. do hold up in every aspect, and the technology of our time just able, is able to elevate it. You know, yeah. But we who's, don't to have say, these who's to say? Who's to say? Thirty years from now, that Hereditary will be dated and that shit. Like, it's hard to put yourself in that mindset. Exactly. Yeah. Because like, I mean, I'm willing to bet something like Hereditary will age better than something like this purely because of just how advanced we are compared to the 70s in terms of filmmaking. Technology. Fucking know. savages. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like the um, 70s vibe does work well for horror movies. I feel like I would like to see more horror movies told in that sort of... Uh, either the, the zooms look very 70s or like the audio. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like I like having things being a bit dated. I feel like... I feel like that adds to the experience a lot, and I feel like that helped with the uh, opening scene, for sure. 
I feel like if you did a shot for shot yeah. remake of the opening scene today, it wouldn't be as as effective in no. my personal experience. And I love that piano note. Yeah. It's very like the, the piano notes. It's like very like a child wrote it almost. It's like a regular. I don't know. I'm not the music guy, so I can't describe yeah. it the best. But you know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, they were actually uh, talking on one of the uh, special features saying that they had to re-record the piano intro because it sounded too professional and the goal was to make it sound like it was like a child reading off of sheet music for the first time like it was someone learning Mm -hmm. the music as they're playing it sort of thing so that's why you get these like weird Mm -hmm. pauses every now and then yeah i like that a lot there's definitely a lot to it like it's very thoughtful in terms of a lot of little details, you know, lots yeah, of... that's why I liked it. Lots of foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't want to be, like, this this negative, you know, mm-hmm. but um, it's just how I felt. Um, I don't want to bullshit yeah. just because it's, like, a a um, important exactly. film or whatever. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. It's important <laughs> you know to be I mean? honest. Like, oh, yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But if I feel it, I mean... Because there are plenty... It's not like I just hate old films full stop. There are plenty of films from decades ago that I absolutely adore. Oh, yeah. I would never accuse you of that. Like, oh, fucking... You don't like old movies? <laughs> My brother was watching this with me, and he was fucking bored out of his mind 20 minutes, and he's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. He like Red Dead. Like, I totally understand. Like, this is not for everybody. And I'm guessing, like, some commenters will be the same way. But I also feel like people will spin it the opposite way, where it's oh, yeah. like, you know, this is yeah. super important, and you're just yeah, you're not giving it a chance. You're not it understanding it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, oh, I... Alex isn't a true cinephile. He doesn't understand the yeah, importance yeah, of. Look go. how he cut the scene. Don't you understand? The editing is like <laughs> supposed is like, to like it. Shut the fuck up. And that's why I like yeah. it is because yeah. I know I'm supposed to. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. How about you get your head out of your ass and understand that people have other opinions. <laughs> fucking assholes yeah. so it's always really annoying when you watch like a classic and then you don't feel you don't line up with what how everyone else feels about it necessarily yeah and you even appreciate the things that everyone else appreciates like, yeah it's not like even that i i totally see why one would get a lot out mm-hmm. of it but personally mm-hmm. i just i just didn't yeah. I, yeah. there's nothing there's not much more to it i like the same things you liked about it but it didn't affect me in the same way in my experience. I felt no emotion throughout the whole thing, aside from, this is kind of old. (laughs) This would be a pretty boring show if we all felt the same thing. Yeah. Did did you guys feel as though... I, I don't know. I, I, the, I don't know if this is the version I watched or if this is every version, but, like, there was so much dialogue in Italian that they didn't subtitle. And I was kind of, like, starved for some sort of translation. And I don't know... Like, maybe that that's kind of the point, is that you're supposed to be confused, I guess, but I don't know. Like, the yeah, main character the could understand, I, I saw right? it a week so... ago, so I don't remember. Could he? I don't remember if the yeah. main character spoke fluent Italian or not. Not fluent. Yeah, I, I he, he knew yeah. the old word, I believe. Okay. Yeah, he yeah. understood enough to, like, talk to that yeah. priest. I love the priest character, too. He, like, does nothing. Yeah. Same thing with the police chief. Yeah. It's <laughs> like he tries to seek refuge in these things. There's a few useless characters. No, but I think that's the point again. It's oh, like no, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that, for sure. Oh, yeah. Like, if he tries to seek refuge for his grief in, in church and, and the law, and they're all like, yeah, fuck you. And they cut to the priest at the end of the movie, and he's, like, in bed. And he just gets up and goes, eh. And he goes back to sleep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was great. There's a lot about this film that, on paper, and, like, hearing other people talk about it, 
sounds amazing, but like the actual experience That's itself to me, I wish I was able to feel those same things and take it more seriously, but it, it was a relatively cheesy kind of film for me. Mm-hmm. And I still liked it. I still appreciate it, but there's just parts about it that I wish I was able to take more seriously. And on paper, it's it's like, oh, wow, this is what I should be experiencing from it. And that sounds great, mm-hmm. but I didn't. Yeah. yeah. On paper, this should be something I, I, I love, man. This is like a, such a good idea for a, a premise, you know. So, so much to explore with this kind of idea, mm-hmm. um, whether it be just the horror elements or just the grief stuff with the with the parents losing a child, something so horrific. Like, it's just so rife for storytelling, but it just didn't gel with me. Alex, did you feel as though the wife's emotion was a bit understated near the end? Yes. Yeah. I, I kind of felt that way through too. most of the film. It was kind of weirdly understated. Yeah. Maybe she's just being. Maybe she's just really English and prim and proper. Like people deal with grief (laughs) differently, that's for sure. But at the same time, you know, if you're going to have that be a focal point of your film, I don't know. I just personally would prefer to have a understated. (laughs) Yeah, I would like to see like a tear or something (laughs) when she's mourning her husband. Something. Yeah, I was fine with that. And again, the the image spoke way more than mm-hmm. than the performance itself. Like she was very restrained, but like all around her was like, w- weren't there like birds flying or some shit? <laughs> there was like John Woo. <laughs> like I don't Maybe. remember exactly the image. I saw it a week ago, but I remember like there was all this stuff going around, and the shot itself was like beautiful, and it conveyed the emotion just fine. Mm-hmm. See, I think that the performances might have been something that kind of bugged me a little bit. I just didn't buy that they were these people in this situation going through something so traumatic. Yeah. You know, they just seemed to me like it's actors kind of reading lines about something sad, but it didn't have any of the weight to it to me. Well, because the thing takes place, uh, I guess, months after the daughter died. Like, they, they've had time to cope with it, I guess. Mm-hmm. So they, they do try to act like they're trying to act normal. But it doesn't really pan out. I think their argument scene was good too. Mm-hmm. I th- yeah, I thought there were there were elements um, trickled in that they never had like a payoff to make it it work in terms of like if they were trying to be composed and their characters were okay. We've we've it's been months, even maybe over a year or whatever since this tragic event. We are composed now. Well, we think we're composed, but maybe underneath. There's something cracking a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's never a scene yeah. where that's really conveyed or, or displayed or shown in any way that displays that kind of anguish, you know? Yeah. It's all sort of implied. No, I think the argument scene conveys that. I think the the end, although it's like more metaphorical, it's not literally the characters going through a realization, but like him getting killed because of his carelessness and like his, uh, I guess, his ego... As, oh, there's no paranormal activity going on here. My daughter's dead. Fuck that. Fuck all this. I think that conveys it well, too. But so even with the... I like the idea of his refusal to acknowledge his his grief kind of coming back to bite him. But mm-hmm. then... But the whole dwarf thing is such a strange... It was really funny. <laughs> ...reveal. Yeah, I like, know. It's like a, a, a dwarf the, old woman. You're like, what the fuck? And they only do that because they needed an excuse to explain the, the the girl, you know, looking like his daughter in the red coat or whatever. 
Yeah, that. And oh, it's an old woman. She too. is the serial like, killer. Yeah, but that was like, you didn't expect it. Like, who the fuck I, thought it, the movie was, was going to end like that with a dwarf was, fucking yeah, killing him? That, that works in a... In, <laughs> That's in a crazy! I, I also wouldn't have expected the Bazinga guy underneath, you know, but that doesn't mean <laughs> that it wouldn't be funny. It doesn't enhance that character's, like, story or arc. It's just, like, a surprise. It's like, oh, I never could have guessed I, that I, because I, I it's just it totally so bizarre. It. I think it totally enhances it. And it's set up from the beginning. She's in well, that the picture. Yeah, the dwarf. Mm-hmm. See that that's the stuff I like with the um the foreshadowing of like it being a almost like a prophecy or something yeah. or a self-fulfilling yeah. thing yeah. where it's like doomed to happen time doesn't exist. Yeah, it's like this non-linear story where he just makes basically forces this horrible thing to happen to himself. Mm-hmm. I like that fragment, but yeah. the know. end is built into the beginning. Yeah, that kind of thing. Have you guys seen The Wicker Man? From the same year. I saw the Nicolas Cage version. Yeah. Yeah. Not the bees. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like when he punches they people. Get that scene out. <laughs> that film's weirdly similar in a lot of ways to this one, and I, I'm not really a big fan of that one. And that's like a classic mm-hmm. too. Um, hence, hence similar, it being remade. Quite weird, and has like a similar <laughs> ending. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, same it's year. Just something of note. Yeah, exact same year. Really similar themes, yeah. similar um, story beats and stuff. It's got stuff. a better IMDb rating. Mm, interesting. Oh, that's the I think it's slightly all. more famous. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. They were talking about remaking this, and like there was a huge fucking thing of, like, no, don't do it. Yeah. They, first of all, there's no reason to, because I think... Like, you think this is dated. Imagine them making the same fucking movie now. Like you were saying, Adam, it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's we just, don't need it because we have Hereditary and we have all the things. <laughs> yeah, that we're other movies by. have explored the same topic, just you know, told different ways. Mm-hmm. It's like this director's way of tackling the subject of grief, and it's confusing and sad, and uh, you try to find answers and you can't, and then you're dead too. By a, by a dwarf in a red coat. Got him. <laughs> I, awesome that's fucking relief. awesome. <laughs> Well, we can uh, agree to disagree, and I'll just Absolutely. be the filthy centrist here. Yeah, <laughs> thank God I'm not the centrist this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Was, uh, Should we give our ratings? Yeah. I mean, is there anything else to say? Yeah. I think we about wrapped it up. Uh, um, I guess I can go first. Yeah, go and you uh, go first. Movie is a wonderful puzzle, and you can put it together any way you want. Acting's great, I think. John and Laura felt like a real couple. Plot, I liked. There lots of twists and turns. I think the music was great. I remember you said it was uh, corny in some parts, Adam. I, I didn't feel that. Mm-hmm. I think it's all around excellent movie. Uh, like a 5 out of 5, I'd give it. Uh, but yeah. I understand where you guys are coming from. Okay. Totally. Okay. What about you? Well, yeah. Um, I'm glad I watched it. Um, I'm right down the middle on it. I respect it way more than I actually enjoy watching it. Um, I was honestly quite disinterested at times because um, I just couldn't get attached to anything aside from how technically impressive it was for the the period it was released in. Um, but I'd appreciate it more probably if I was in like a, a an art installation or something and it was showing clips with big chunks of text saying, back in 1973, mm-hmm. this is how <laughs> this was achieved and isn't isn't this great? I was like, yeah, it is. 
I'm going to go watch my other movie now that I can get. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'd give it a... I think I'd give it a three star. Mm-hmm. It sounded really negative, but yeah, three out of five stars. All right. Um, yeah, there's a lot that I appreciated about it. Um, it didn't hold my attention throughout the entire film, but there are parts where it was legitimately interesting. I appreciated a lot of the filmmaking. I appreciated the portrayal of their relationship at specific points. Loved the opening scene. Loved the end 40 minutes of the movie, aside from the death scene at the end, really. (laughs) Yeah, I uh, would give it a 7 out of 10, and I'll probably see it again at some point. We did it. We did a good job um, defending it, though, Ralph, because it's way harder when it's just 1v2, you know what I mean? Where it's like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when it's something that you really like. When people are saying a negative, what more can you really say if you just completely disagree then? Well, I didn't feel that that way, so... Yeah, absolutely. Hey, we all watched it, and we all liked it, and appreciated it somewhat. Yeah. So, nothing to be mad about, although the Reddit likes us fighting. (laughs) <laughs> so we can argue over the Pokemon movie. I'll lie and yeah. say it's good or something. Ten out of ten. Right. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Should we go into the uh, into our questions? Yes. Let's do it. So if you want to leave your questions for us to answer on the next Sardonic cast, um, head over to the uh, Reddit page where Ralph will pin a funny thread to leave your questions mm-hmm. in. Um, so uh, the first question comes in from uh, YFINFFFFFFFFF, who says, This question is a punishment for Ralph's audio mistake oh, in the no. last episode. <laughs> what are the best performances you've ever seen that have been done by a child? <laughs> That's the question. All right. Uh, I don't know. When that, that kid in Schindler's List who hid in the toilet, that was pretty convincing. Okay, okay. That's about it. <laughs> Every child in a Mikhail Hanukkah film, the kid in Funny Games, mm-hmm, every okay. kid in The White Ribbon, he gets so much out of the uh-huh. actors, the kid in, uh, oh, what's Happy his End? newest film called? Happy End. Happy End. Yeah. Like all those, every child he works with, he is able to work with them in a way that he gets so much out of their performance and always fantastic. And mm-hmm. it really just goes to show, like, how lazy some directors can be in directing children where they're just like, ah, it's kids. Who's going to give a shit, you know? And a lot of people do feel that way. They're like, ah, it's a kid, you know? But I, if there's something that's unrealistic that takes me out of the movie where I don't buy that it's happening and it affects me, whether it's a child or not. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I blame more the casting agents for that. Cause sometimes they get these kids and they're like either the son of some famous producer, the daughter nepotism. of like, oh, I know this actor. Yeah. Nepot- oh, this, this girl's a pretty young girl. So yeah. let's put sometimes her in nine lives. Just and to it's be like, cute. This, this girl can't act. Yeah. What yeah, a cute kid. Cute. Oh, it's a cute kid. Who's not going to have a real career as soon as they stop being cute. You're setting them up for a life right, of pain. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the kid from E.T., the original E.T., I forgot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's fantastic. But usually Spielberg has good kid actors. AI, that kid's really great. Um, Probably because he's good with people. Yeah. Because <laughs> he to understands sit down people. And you have to, yeah, you got to be patient, yeah. you know, and be willing mm-hmm. to adapt your, your direction yeah, style. Yeah, the kid's like, just got to be talented, too. And that, too, like, yeah. Yeah, and that's very hard to find. 
I mean, there aren't many uh, uh, talented adult actors, let alone fucking kid actors. Yeah. Yeah, I think the kid true. from mid-90s did a good job. Oh, yeah, that kid. I don't know if she'd count as a kid, but the the lead from Pan's Labyrinth, do you think she's young oh, enough yeah. to be... Oh, yeah, she was a kid. Oh, yeah. as a kid. Yeah, in that movie, she, she was, was like a yeah. kid. 14, I don't know which, how old she was, but not an adult, she was good. so... That would be my answer. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. they say these kids are kids, meanwhile they're like 18, 20... There's that show Ozark. There's a girl in it. Like the daughter's supposed to be like 15. She looks like she's fucking like 23 years old. Yeah, she does. Like, Get out of here. Uh, but Jonah, Jonah's good on that show. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing worse than when a when kid actors like bring down yep. the show. You know, with every scene they're in. Yeah. Like I've been watching Mad Men lately, oh, and the kid actors that start. Yeah. Are so that's shit. A, that's definitely one of my criticisms with the how the haunting on House Hill. The kids take up mm. so much space in that fucking show, and they're all awful. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, if if you're writing something, if, and just leave them out, you know, if you want to have an easier <laughs> time. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing <laughs> with kids, they too, the they point. have to talk like kids. Like, kids talk yeah. differently oh, than yeah. adults. They're way more immature. And, and usually it sounds like fucking 40-year-old people um, writing dialogue yep. for kids. Yeah. It's, it's really distracting. That's a show where uh, every character sounded like the writer and it was so clear yeah. like when when this little girl <laughs> is reading her lines it's so clear that she doesn't even understand what she's saying and she's just reading lines yeah like you have sucks. no comprehension like, um, of what you're upon, talking about uh, 13 reasons why is like that like oh 2001 so boring dude like Ooh, oh yeah. you dig on multiverses yeah. <laughs> jesus break. yeah that's just embarrassing bdog7171 asks how much do you get recognized in public? Any interesting tales? A decent amount. I'd say like once a week, one, like once a month. Well, I'd like, yeah, four times a month. Oh, look That's at a you. Estimate. Mr. Big yeah. Shot over here. I mean, I was in Boston, which is like a college town. A lot of our audience is like college true, kids. True, yeah, so true. So it makes sense. Um, I just saw Bill Burr in Madison Square Garden, and there was like some oh, dude yeah. who recognized me. I took a picture with him. Yeah. They're always That's nice. Cool. I don't have any stories. You guys are great. Um, I don't leave the house much, <laughs> but when I do, <laughs> uh, when I do, I, I get recognized a decent amount, depending on the on the setting, on the scenario. If it's just like a regular day outside, usually not as much. But if I'm at a film festival, obviously. If I'm at a convention, obviously. The most fan interactions that I've had from like I guess like per capita of the the amount of people that were there would be when I went to Seattle for that new Neil Breen movie. That was pretty much just a theater <laughs> full of people that watched my videos. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That's good. Yeah. There was a, uh, a comedy show where I saw Joe Rogan, but it was only playing in Abbotsford, which is like a, a bit of a drive away. And I have a friend that lives out there, and I was just going to crash at his house after. But after the show, it was like, oh, fuck. Like, everybody's trying to catch a cab. I'm stranded. Because we don't even have Uber yet in uh, in in BC, which is just so ridiculous at this point. Oh really? Oh yeah, we're like the That's last. Crazy. Vancouver is like the last major city in North America that doesn't have ride sharing. It's embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> and uh, I just waited outside, and then <laughs> a fan recognized me, and I was like, "Hey, can I catch a ride?" <laughs> and they gave me a ride to my friend's house. That was nice. <laughs> that's so yeah. cool. Yeah, that's fun. Got to use that shit. <laughs> Not usually around in my small town, but when I go into the city, there's 
a, a chance of it happening. Normally events, like Ralph, you said, when you went to see a comedian. Um, mm-hmm. I've been to a couple bands where I've been recognized, um, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, That's great. And I'm, and I'm always more impressed because I don't show my face many places, so... Yeah. They have to like. I was they, gonna say, they, like, how do they recognize you? <laughs> they usually figure out based on who I'm with. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, because oh, you do so like could, the Jar Media podcast. Yeah, right? so I've got so, like friends who also have an uh, internet presence. So and you're with those they're guys. quite recognizable. Uh. Sometimes it's as soon as I talk, people like nobody will will <laughs> notice it's me, uh, but then okay. they'll hear my voice yeah. and they'll be like, "Wait, are you?" Because it's like that that can just do it. Yeah. I've got a pretty distinct voice, I think. So <laughs> I feel bad sometimes because like I really I feel weirded out interacting with people I don't know. It's just like a natural thing. Yeah. So Wait, so it's... I'm like, hi, I'm I really love to meet you and it's it's awesome to meet you, but I'm just weirded out because it's just weird to meet some stranger who's like obsessed with like well, who's watched me for weird, twenty hours. Yeah, they know like they know so you so well. Yeah, and you, and you know, know nothing them. about them. Yeah. The way I feel about it is if I can do like a small thing that's like, you know, just a, a minor inconvenience for myself that's going to make this other person's day, then fuck it. Of course I'm going to do that. Oh, yeah. I you love know? meeting him. Yeah. It's just like this natural weird reaction yeah. I have. There's a, Sometimes I it, I'll get like a tweet from someone being like, hey, were you at this thing? I was too scared to talk to you. But... I don't know. Like I Yeah, I have that too. Yeah, just throwing that out there. If if I'm I'm not I I am I am the last person to like get upset or give a shit if you're going to ask for a picture. So, don't worry about it. Yeah. If you want to say hi, go for it. I don't mind. Mm-hmm. I'll sign your chest. I'll do anything. Mm. <laughs> love you guys. 18 plus. <laughs> yeah, 18 plus, that's right. <laughs> if you're over 18, I'll sign your chest. <laughs> Thank you for uh adding that. You're welcome. I, I was at Universal <laughs> and my and my brother my brother was wearing the release the drone shirt and like a guy walked up to him and like, Oh, is that the Ralph the Movie Maker shirt? You watch Ralph the Movie Maker? And then my brother just points at me and the dude fucking like shit his pants. It was hilarious. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> That's good. Yeah, he's like, Oh my god, it's right there. <laughs> uh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Next question. <laughs> No, let's just wait here. Let's just sit in silence for a minute. I was waiting to see if anyone was going to jump in before I fling in. My old friend. Uh, The the lecture again says, Adam and Alex, are you aware that Ralph has cracked his brother's head open? Mm. Oh. What does that mean? What did you do to your poor brother? He was like two and I was like, I think six or five, something. And we played and he fell over and cracked his head. (laughs) We brought him to the hospital. That's it. How did they even know that? Did I mention that at some point? Yeah, I was going to say. I don't like, remember. Uh, <laughs> That's crazy. You might want to message this guy and be like, wait, you yeah, stalking bunch me? Of, bunch of weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't oh. know it either. Well, now you now know. Knowing's half the battle. Mm. <laughs> I'll be careful around He's you. He's all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know my brother's taller than me now? Really? Yeah, he's, he's 16. Yeah, and they we know we knew from when we were young. Like my doctor's always like, your brother's gonna be taller than you. Ralph, yeah, so most people ready. are taller than and you. Now, and now he, yeah, well, <laughs> no, no, that's not true. But my brother's taller than me, for sure. I think it's gonna be funny when someone gets like a picture of us in public and he's like, he looks like my fucking dad or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Um. Okay, real question. 
from 64Sam B, who asks, what's the worst character in any movie? Oh, God. Worst character. That's hard. I have one. Um, high five from the Emoji movie. <laughs> yeah, that's a good that one. one. James Corden I find quite insufferable already, so him being an Emoji is just like cherry on top for that one. Mm-hmm. God damn. Jared see Leto's him. Joker. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's an awesome answer. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking like iconic. Like if you're going to say worst characters, there's probably like like a guy from after last season or like one of Neil Breen's movies. You know, but like, I'm trying to think like actual mainstream real movies. Uh, yeah, if you wanted to yeah. go with like silly ones, like, um, what's that guy in the room who just keeps showing up? Cool. What's that <laughs> Danny? Oh, yeah, Johnny? The guy... Denny? Yeah, Don- Denny. Yeah, that character. That, the couple. The couple that keeps having sex on their couch. Just sneaks <laughs> in and just has sex that on their couch. That one's them. I feel like it's, a, it's an easy, um, or like a low pot shot, but I mean, Jar Jar. Oh. Like yeah. people, he he is worse than you remember. Like mm-hmm. I know it's been done to death, but <laughs> you kind of forget how fucking terrible that character is. Yeah, he genuinely is next level embarrassing. In that same vein, I would I would say like any attempt at a comic relief character that just comes off as annoying. You know, like I would try to yeah. watch an old yeah. Don Bluth movie, like oh Balto, this is pretty good, and then those fucking polar bears show up, and I'm like oh fuck. Stop! <laughs> so annoying. Well, did you see Treasure Planet? No. That Disney movie? No. There's this robot in it called Ben that shows up. Voiced by Martin Short, I think. God damn. He just screams every line. It's like, this film was pretty good until you showed up, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I annoying. feel that way about Mulan. There was that, uh... The Mulan movie is pretty good, but Eddie Murphy's well, the, in it as uh, the dragon. Eddie Murphy And dragon, he's like... Yeah. What's going on here? And he's like jumping around. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm trying to enjoy Mushu. this movie, and Eddie Murphy keeps like annoying me. Mushu, that's it. Yeah. Oh, Mushu. I um, pretty bad main character from a uh, YMS review I'm working on, Joe Doucette from the Old Boy remake. Pretty uh, oh, poorly yeah. developed and expressed character. Somebody sent me a link, by the way, Ralph, saying that you were like defending the uh, remake. Is this? Uh... Yeah, I don't think it's that bad, but we'll we can talk about. Oh that yeah, for sure. That's a whole I'll, discussion. Uh, I, I, I was. I got to My review I will be out, and I think I think <laughs> that I will persuade you in some way. Mm-hmm. I also delete. I think I deleted that video. Yeah. I saw that. I was when looking I was for it. Yeah. And I didn't say it was as. Uh, it's not as good as the original, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, one more character I want to mention, since we mentioned the Star Wars prequels, I think Anakin Skywalker is way worse <laughs> than Jar Jar Binks. Because, like, at least Oof, Jar Jar really? Banks is, like, some fucking random character that no one cares about. Like, oh, you can just it, ignore it, him. But he it's hates Jar Jar that Palpatine gets into power. Yeah, yeah, okay, that too, sure. But, like, <laughs> Anakin Skywalker, it, this is the prequel series about how Darth Vader became Darth Vader. And we want to see how Anakin Skywalker became this, like, super awful guy. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, he was a whiny bitch the entire time. He was just a whiny, whiny, whiny bitch, and then he got in a robot suit. And it's like, wow, that was fucking Darth Vader. That's all there was to him. Well, he like that's insulting. He that is a good. He answer, got though, that yeah. way because yeah. he hated sand so much. Yeah, it gets he everywhere. hated sand. And Obi Wan's like, Anakin, why don't you listen to me? Because I'm your mentor. And he's like, I, I don't want to. I want to go to Padme. <laughs> fucking asshole. All right. Yeah, good answer. Want to do one more? Um, yeah, sure. yeah. 
HG says, When judging a documentary, how does misinformation factor into your ratings? Does it depend on the kind of style the documentary is going for? Yeah. Like, Michael Moore's are very biased toward his position, but, like, mm-hmm. that's the point. It's his personality, right? But if someone's trying to be objective, like, I don't know. Like the I saw a really, murderer. really bad one recently um, that fits into this that completely just ruins the entire integrity of the documentary. It's called, what's it? What the Health? Oh, yeah. You heard of this? Mm-hmm. It's like this vegan propaganda oh, thing. Boy. It's it's abysmal like the the the, the, how one-sided and false a lot of the information yeah um yeah there was definitely an age where i was a lot less uh critical about information and documentaries where i could watch something like yeah what the bleep do we know and i'm like oh what so it turns out that you you can judge energy from water and feel emotions in their molecular structure and then as I get older, I'm like, wait, what? They were just lying to me. <laughs> if it's, like, comedic, then it's definitely not an issue. Like, they're trying to prove no. a point or something. But, like, yeah, especially now where we live in the age of, you know, fake news and alternative facts and, you know, all that bullshit. People say that all the time. <laughs> you can't trust anybody. Everyone has a political bias one way or the other. Like, I feel people just want an unbiased look at a topic. Yeah, and I think if that vegan documentary had actually been unbiased and not been trying to push, you know, one thing mm-hmm. or the other, people would have reacted to it much stronger. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I think there's a like big you, need you, for it. Any good that would come from it is lost when you totally yeah. ruin your messaging yeah. like that. Like if you want to persuade mm-hmm. the other side, you have to try to be honest and speak with them in a way that they would understand. Yeah. yeah. And you know, acknowledge your own has criticisms and negatives to it. Yeah, you have to acknowledge the criticisms mm-hmm. of your own side. If you want to get anywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel. And there's a lot of people who don't do that on a lot of topics, whether it be drugs or politics or anything. And it's it's it, it, it furthers the divide between people because everyone just feels like everyone's a liar. Mm-hmm. And it makes people distrustful. It's very sad. Yeah. Are you guys uh, familiar with um, Louis Theroux and any of his documentaries? Uh, yeah. Because um, I, I really like the way he does it because he just plays dumb, um, which kind of fools the his subjects into like a false sense of security and he's like mm. totally unbiased for the most part and it just gets like a genuine reaction and i feel like that's a way better way of doing mm-hmm. it if you want that kind of yeah that style of documentary as opposed to just spinning facts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the mockumentary style takes advantage of that too like borat's yeah, the yeah. best example where he just acts like this foreign you know oh i'm from a country where everyone's <laughs> uh sexist and my wife is you know my wife and then like uh, yeah, my wife, whatever, he has a donkey and whatever. High five. But then, like, all these people feel comfortable around him, like, oh, so this guy's cool, I can talk about how I hate gay people and uh, whatever. <laughs> and it, it, it's really fucking sick, what people yeah. say <laughs> when they're yeah, that comfortable. Yeah. And that's interesting. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get yeah. that done here. Yeah. <laughs> what, God, what do you say? Execute was, gay people. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Nice. And he actually said that. 
And then there was those guys in the RV who were talking about, like, assaulting women or something. It was horrible. Mm -hmm. And then, like, when the movie came out... Everybody tried uh, to sue him. They fucking sued. Yeah. Like, everybody yeah, who was in the movie tried to sue. Because they thought it was, like, some fucking asshole from Kazakhstan. Like, no one was ever going to see this movie. And it turns out the movie made, like, $200 million. You signed the release. <laughs> you were aware you were on camera yep. saying these things. Sorry. Have you watched Sasha Baron Cohen's new show? Yes. I've seen all of it. I, I haven't yet, no. Oh, you haven't seen all of it. I've really? seen some of it's it. It's been out for a while. I've seen like three or four episodes. Like the shit he gets these people to do is fucking crazy. Yeah, it's that like state representative from Georgia shouting the, the N word over and like... over. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like America with his pants <laughs> down. You're gay. You're gay. So funny. Yeah. So he made funny. like a fake quinceanera where he had like uh, that was like the a best. Bunch of pills oh, that, that was, was one of my favorite one. That was fucking hilarious. Just like, and he called the police. Yeah. <laughs> and these guys are here dressed up in like uh like tutus and they have vagina. drugs and condoms everywhere. Fake vagina. <laughs> that was so good. I <laughs> love unreal. cringe. I love uncomfortable moments like yeah. that where it's just like the reality sets in on them. The cops are there. They're like, wait. I guess this does look really bad, what we're doing, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but they don't realize it until, yeah. like, the last fucking second. And that, it, it's it's like, not just a... They didn't realize it before. It's not just a commentary on, on people and politics and, and how, you know, how individuals interact. But it's also a commentary on, on what people will do under the premise that it's for a television program. What people will do in front of a camera yeah. because someone is suggesting that they do it. And you put this faith in the other person, mm -hmm. and it's like, well, they're telling me to do this, and you know, I guess this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And yeah. some people, it's a lot well, easier. He says to it's get in the guise of like an like an educational, like that one character. He's like a gun educational guy. He has like a show where he talks about like, martial arts and all the, yeah. So they're like, oh, this guy is cool. I can uh, put on these pussy panties, no problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good show. I guess. Yeah. Good show. I guess that's it. Yeah, I guess we did it. There we are. All right, we cool. did it. Uh, Another one for the book. Somebody has a film mm -hmm. to recommend. So I guess it's mine this time. I guess so. Um, I wanted to recommend one that I know for a fact we've all seen. Yes. But I just really want to have a discussion on. Perfect. Um, I hope you guys have not seen it recently. And Ralph actually mentioned it earlier in the show. Um, and I've talked about wanting to discuss this movie in previous episodes, but. I really want to talk about AI. Okay. The, oh, the yeah. Movie. I really want to talk about cool. AI, Good artificial choice. intelligence. That's um, a choice. That'll provoke some I've only interesting seen it once. discussion for sure. Yeah, I've only seen it when, once around the time when it came out, so I was super young, probably like eight or nine or something. Mm. Um, never revisited it. And I know it's like a, a controversial, well, not controversial, but, you know, it's polarizing. Yes, Yeah. Um, for sure. In terms of what people think about it. And... What Adam, you've got it rated as like a six, and Ralph, you've got it as like a four. So it'll be interesting to see yeah. if that changes or lowers or whatever. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'll that's my choice. Watch it again. Let's do it. We did it. All right. <sighs> Thank you, everybody, for watching this episode of Sardonicast. If you would like to support the show, and if you would like to listen to these episodes early, two dollars a month sardonicast.com sign up for premium you'll get them when they're edited usually a few days before they're published publicly also patreon.com slash sardonicast will do the same thing two dollars a month 
if you would like to uh, join the discussion for the film next episode, you should probably watch it. That's a pretty good idea, right? Because we're going to spoil the shit Damn out straight. of it. Um, all right. Uh, thank you, everybody. We love you. Cool Cat loves you. Cool Cat loves uh, tragedies. Daddy Derek loves tragedies. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cool Cat loves exploiting the misery of others. Yeah. Make sure you buy his movie so you can prevent more mass shootings. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye bye, everybody. Bye. Make sure you're not a cockroach. <laughs> and on that note, bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs>